welcome back to Flick Talk. It's your hosts, Fee and Belle, coming to you. Um, this is our third episode. Thank you for bearing mm-hmm. with us through episodes one and two. I hope you've Congrats. enjoyed yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and today, like we announced last week, we are here with you with Valentine's Day. So The yeah. movie! Yay! <laughs> How apt. It's yeah. February, the month of love. <laughs> yeah, I like this. Um, I actually prefer this movie to last week's movie, and I I'll really like more, this. Yeah. yeah, I'll go into that more um, as we move on with our discussion. Okay, should we do like first impressions? Like, so what did you mm. be like? What did you just think overall about the movie? I liked that it reflected so many different romantic relationships. So you had the couple that seemed like everything was okay and then really it fell apart so that's um Ashton Kutcher's character and um, Jessica Alba oh, which and the okay. movie actually opens with them and he proposes and then yeah everything seemingly everything is seemingly perfect sorry and then um, yeah. we see it kind of crumble and then we see other relationships evolve into something else so you also see at the end um, when the movie um, the movie ends with Jennifer Garner's um, her character mm-hmm. and Ashton Kutcher, so they actually find love in the end, and they're best friends um, in the movie. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. It kind of opened with that, and then we see the resolution, and it's him finding love and finding it with his best friend. So I thought that was really sweet. But um, yeah. yeah. It looks like loads of different relationships. It looks at like um, childhood crushes. It looks at um, older people still being in love. So I like, I really yeah, like that. each spectrum. Yeah, it really touched yeah. on like everyone. So I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I love it because like it brings like nostalgia back. Like it's like proper two thousands. Mm. Well, no, I think this was a two thousand ten movie. So that was eleven. Years yeah. ago. I don't even want to think about how old I was when this movie came back. Um, but I love. I always, like, love... Again, obviously, we're going to go into this, but Gary Marshall's movies, like... I, it's not the mm. best one, obviously, but I love, like... If I'm having, like, a bad day or if I'm having a day that's so, like, too much and you just want to unwind, like, this is, like, the perfect movie because it's, like... It's so cheesy, but it has, like, everyone's, like, favourite <laughs> actors or, like, actresses. And, like, it's... Yes, a, amazing cast. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, like, a piece for everyone. Like, you can't go wrong with this movie. Um, but, yeah, so I'm really excited to talk about it today with you. Um, so we're just going to go and kind of introduce the movie a little. Um, again, this movie, like, we didn't find a lot of things so we are just kind of again like it's not that that big of a theatrical um experience so we are just gonna (laughs) kind of go with the flow that's how i'm gonna phrase that um so i found an intro which is like perfect basically a summary and i'm just gonna read that out loud um so it basically says more than a dozen, I don't even know how to say that, Angelinos, Los Angelinos. I'm guessing it's trying to say people that live in Los Angeles. 
Um, yeah, I didn't even know that's what I was didn't even know that was a term, but here we go. Um, you learn something new every day. Exactly. Like, aren't they just called Californians? Is that even a term? I don't know. Uh, we can't I comment on this. We're not I American. Mean, and, like, we do not have information on this. No. Um, anyways, so more than a dozen um, people <laughs> navigate Valentine's Day from uh, early morning until midnight. Three couples awake together, but each relationship will sputter. Are any worth saving? A grade school boy wants flowers for his first true love. Two high school seniors plan first time sex at noon. A TV sports reporter gets the assignment to find romance in LA. A, a star quarterback contemplates, uh, oh, sorry, contemplates his future. Two strangers meet on a plane. Grandparents together for years face a crisis, and an I hate Valentine's dinner beckons be lonely and lied to. Can Cupid finish his work by midnight? Do you think that's apt? <laughs> it's apt to description. Yeah, I can I think it sums it up pretty well. Perfectly right. Um, So a little about this film. It was obviously, as everyone probably knows, directed by Gary Marshall. Um, Gary Marshall is also one of my favorite directors, and I used to like love his films. Um, Fortunately, he is no longer with us. (laughs) Um, He. So he directed uh, Pretty Woman, which I'm sure everyone on the planet knows. Um, Beaches, Runaway uh, Bride, Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, which I think is, I think it is a better, like it's an upgrade to this movie. So if you didn't like this movie, watch New Year's Eve. I promise you it will make you cry like it does to me every New Year's (laughs) Eve because I watch it on every New Year's Eve. Um, His last movie was Mother's Day, which... I'm not sure if, again, everyone has watched. Um, And obviously, Princess Diaries and that whole uh, saga. So Princess Diaries 1 and then Princess Diaries Mm. 2, the royal engagement. Um, It was produced by Mark Cards, Wayne Allen Rice. The screenplay was by um, Catherine Fugate. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but she also worked on um i think it was pretty woman she worked on oh um so she's been again it's like what kind of gary marshall is known for is like working with people that he's you know worked with for ages or whatever um also abby con wrote uh with her um she's wrote things like she's wrote movies like um never been kissed um oh is that with drew barrymore which is yeah, Drew, Drew Barrymore and... Is it Adam Sandler? I can't, I can't think of the guy. I don't know. Is it Adam Sandler? I don't know. I know she's done a lot of movies with Adam Sandler, so I might be confusing it. I know, like, James Franco is in it. Really? Because <laughs> he... Yeah, I think James Franco is in it. Like, he's in, like, a tiny fraction of oh. it. I think that was, like, his first movie role. Oh. Um, he must have been so small. Jessica Alba is in it. He must... Yeah, oh. he must have... Yeah, I think how old is James Franco? I don't know. Let's not dig that grave. <laughs> I just, I, I, I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, Abby Khan's written uh, movies like He's Just Not That Into You, which we will mm. also be discussing later on. 
Um, the Vow, she wrote, she co-wrote, I, th- I think, um, and How to Be Single, which is oh, okay. uh, a really, it's not a recent one, I say. Like 2016, so kind of recent. Okay. Um, and also it was um, co-written by Mark Silverstein, who I know as. It sounds like there's a theme here for her. Like she, it looks like she loves like romance movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, who loves romance movies? Um, the is it the woman that co-wrote the woman you're talking about? Abby Con. Abby Con. Yeah. Is that how you say her name? Yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, that is all. Um, I'm gonna move on to the cast. As we all know, it's a star-studded cast. So you at least know one person. Um, again, this is another thing that Gary Marshall is famous for. He like goes all out and you know casts like two or th- like three like super stars, actors, whatever. Um, and he's also like, especially in New Year's Eve, I think you'll see this as well if you if you want to watch that movie. Um, but he combines the world of like musicians like actors sometimes people in fashion as well and it's like uh it's like a whole beautiful ensemble so you always know someone um gonna go alphabetically because that's how wikipedia wrote it um okay so the first is obviously jessica alba we will love jessica alba also you know how old this movie is because she has blonde hair Oh gosh, yeah. That was her, um, I think that was her uh, Fantastic Four phase when she made Fantastic Four. I wouldn't be surprised if that was. I might be mistaken. <laughs> Fantastic Four when... AKA Captain America. That, <laughs> that was... Mm. <laughs> AKA Captain America. <laughs> I don't think... It didn't do that well, did it, Fantastic Four? It was like a moment in history that it was known for one of those movies that like didn't do well. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making this up. So if I am making this up... I know there's a remake with Michael B. Jordan, which I don't really care for. I don't really care for the remake. I prefer the original. We digress. Anyway, we digress, guys. Oh, how interesting. So Marvel Comics. Oh, it's a Marvel film. Oh. That's so interesting. I didn't notice that. How would he have been allowed to do a Marvel film if he's... It says it's a 2005 superhero based on the Marvel Comics team of the same name. What, Fantastic Four? Yeah, it's in the... It's within the Marvel Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like Marvel forget about the... (laughs) Wait a second. That doesn't make sense. Why is Chris Evans in it then? Like, Okay. Oh gosh! So yeah, I mean, I guess they made the remake, it's... so it's like it's like guys, forget the first movie. We only cut the the second movie. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's weird. Mm, that doesn't make sense. Anyways, <laughs> moving back to our digression. <laughs> um, so it's Jessica Alba, Kathy Bates, who plays the TV producer, Jessica Beale, who plays um the publicist. Her name's Cara or something. I, I we aren't gonna refer to them by characters, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I'm 
I'm we're gonna go by their real names because I really don't remember. Um, Bradley yeah. Cooper, um, Eric Dane, Patrick Dempsey, a little little Grey's situation there. Um, Hector Elizondo, uh, Jamie Foxx, Jennifer Garner, Topher Grace, Anne Hathaway, Ashton Kutcher, Taylor Lautner, George Lopez, Shelley McLean, Emma Roberts, Julia Roberts, and my favourite, Taylor Swift. (laughs) Um, So it is a pretty heavy cast. Like, it's amazing. Oh, would you like to know the only fact that I could find about the cast? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so, instead of Julie Roberts, um, Marshall asked Jennifer Aniston, Sandra Bullock, and Jodie Foster, but they all turned down the role. Which is kind oh. of because if you... I kind of googled the amount that like Julia huh. Roberts got paid for her time, and it was like almost ten million dollars for like oh, ten wow. minutes of screen presence. Yeah, literally. I mean, the thing is, could you see any of the others play in that role? Probably Jodie Foster. I, I really like Sandra Bullock. Oh my god, yeah, actually, Sandra Bullock and Bradley Cooper. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Do you think? But then, like, we're not, they're not supposed to be a couple. But, the, you see, I was going, I'm going to touch on this. I would have liked them as, as a couple. Her, Julia Roberts, um, her, um, her character with Bradley Cooper's character. Because you see the chemistry, well, it's not real chemistry, but it's just the kind of friendship that they develop um, throughout the movie. It's just a nice friendship. So I would have liked it to see, I would have mm. liked to see it progress. But yeah, anyway, that's me. Been like their chem, like their chemistry isn't like a relationship kind of thing. It's more like a friendship, if that makes sense. So I would have just liked to see them as friends. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. Yeah, it is. It I is. That's mm. it. Um, that's it for my kind of point of view slash segments, and I'm gonna ha- hand you over to Belle. I'll be starting with the music and um, unlike Dirty Dancing there's not as much music featured in um, music featured in um, this movie Valentine's Day I think last week um, Dirty Dancing was something like 11 songs like 11 big songs yeah whereas um, with this movie there were only I think like three or four that were kind of noteworthy yeah. So yeah, and everything else was just yeah. like instruments in between. So there we go. But the first song that I found that um, mm-hmm. that was noteworthy was the scene where um, Emma Roberts' character, her boyfriend's yeah. in her house, and obviously they they're like planning a big Valentine's Day where they take the next step in their relationship. They have sex. Well, they don't actually. They're, they're planning to take... The, they don't, but they are planning, planning to have sex for the mm, first they're time. They're planning to take the next step in their relationship. And um, <laughs> this is when... Um, I'm sure many of you have heard this song, but it's from the 1970s, specifically 1977. And it's by the rock band Foreigner. And it's called Feels Like the, um, the Very First Time, or rather Feels Like the First Time. 
and which actually I'm sure you'll know it from Pitch Perfect if you've seen Pitch Perfect when they there's the scene feels like the very first time (laughs) we just sang the song for you so guys there you go that's the song so anyway hit me up (laughs) so um of course it's a rock song and that's the song that's played um during that scene so that was one of the songs and then the next one on the soundtrack which is in my opinion the biggest song of the movie is i think it, i'm surprised it came quite late in the movie i would have hoped it would have come sooner but it only starts it only plays at at the scene where taylor swift's character and taylor lautner's character have been on a date and they've are you talking about the today was a, that today was, was that a fairy song? tale yeah today the taylor was song. a fairy tale yeah yeah so Oh, I love yeah. that song. If you if if any Swifties are listening, you know that shit is real. <laughs> so she um yeah, it plays quite late in the song, but I I would have hoped it would have played throughout the through it would have been like the main soundtrack of the movie. So I would have hoped it would have like kind of come up somewhere in the beginning, somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the but end. But I think it does. You know you know those kind of movies where it's like it? it's um it's like an instrumental so like um not instrumental I didn't even notice that So did it? yeah cuz it's in oh. like um so when they get on the uh elevator um like when she gets on the elevator with a yeah. giant teddy bear like first of all who why oh, why would somebody send you that monstrous atrocity can we first of all can we just talk about that like that would scare the shit out of me like Getting that in on like a Valentine's Day and just being like, look outside your door, like, no, first of all, what? And then like, it's it's crazy that that teddy bear is too massive. That we don't need teddy bears like that um in life. To be fair, my sister actually got sent one of those teddy bears once, like as a Valentine's present. And guess what we did? Huh? We always just chucked it on in the corner of the room. There's <gasps> there's no need for that kind of present. Mm. Oh, um, it teddy. it was a good teddy to like if you want to sit there like on him and lean on. It was a good lean. <laughs> it was a good support for it's that. Like a lean on me, Exa- teddy. <laughs> exactly. It was a good support for that. But other that's just so unnecessary. Anyway, sorry. Let's go back. But she like <laughs> then she drags it onto the elevator and she's taking it to school, which like if I was that age, if you're 18 years old and your <laughs> your boyfriend gets you that massive ass teddy bear and your first inkling is to is to take it to to mm. school and to show other people that your boyfriend has given you this giant ass teddy bear. Uh no. <laughs> Why is she's also lugging yeah, it? She is. It's that teddy bear weighs more than Taylor Swift in at that point. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it actually <laughs> if it actually did. Like, <laughs> it's a massive teddy bear. It's crazy. It is crazy. Oh Anyways, so when she lugs it onto the elevator, like you hear like the first uh, before the first chorus, there's like a bit of um, instrumental, and then also throughout like. Um, like towards the end when they all kind of in their way reconcile, like you can hear it. Okay. Uh, it's kind of played as the background track and like, 
um, again, it's mainly the mainly the. Oh, see, I didn't yeah. even notice this because I was like, oh, I really wish this was like throughout the entire movie, but apparently it was. I just wasn't listening <laughs> close enough. It's because it's you're not a Swifty. Oh, gosh. It's because it's Belle does not like Taylor Swift. Oh, guys. Anyway, that is not an issue for me. <laughs> that CGI. Guys, we like, actually, no, just, this is just a quick story time. We actually went to karaoke and Fee was obsessed with Taylor Swift songs. We did karaoke and she was like, just like, she was trying to track down all the Taylor Swift songs. So yeah, quick story time. They're like the best songs. Right. Okay, so, um, so today was a fairy tale, obviously written by Taylor Swift, and it's um a ballad. It's like a sweet ballad, um, that features um throughout the movie. Um, it was actually top ten uh, in the top ten, um, in three countries. Which yeah, is yeah. really impressive and <laughs> um and actually another quick story time. She wrote the song in two thousand and eight. Yes, she did. But Of course she did. Oh, did you know this? No, I don't. I'm just joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she originally she originally wrote the song in two thousand and eight, but didn't think it was act- it was very fitting for the album she was bringing out. So she just ah. kind of wrote it and then yeah she wrote it put it aside and then when she was approached to um be cast in valentine's day yeah she thought oh this song is perfect for the movie so then she kind of brought it out and then was like oh hey you should like add this to the soundtrack Mm -hmm. track i think it's like really fitting so then obviously they added it to the soundtrack and i think because i think that really helped blow the song up um more than it might have i don't know i guess that's i don't know that's my opinion. yeah for sure but um yeah it, it did really the song did really well um when it first came out and mm-hmm. mm. yeah because it used um so no i think i do remember like so she said one song apparently so when she was releasing this album and it's on the e fearless album um so when she's yeah she when she was releasing this album she was like there was one song that like didn't make it and obviously jump then fall and today was a fairy tale is on the platinum edition and the deluxe edition sorry um and obviously these but like both of these songs like she used for the movie instead um uh but yeah two solid songs yeah because i think after the movie, she then added it to the Fearless mm-hmm. tour because everyone, like everyone, loves so. that song as well. Um, to be, honest, I really liked today was a fairy tale actually, but I like when I discovered Jump Then Fall, I actually really liked that as well. It's I think it's fitting for like her love story part of the of the movie. So I'll just give you a little. That's um, that's it for music, and um, because as I said, a lot of it was uh, instrumentals. So not um not not too many songs were featured in the soundtrack, and then moving on to the script. First of all, Romeo Midnight the um is the name of the narrator who like randomly appears. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. He's at so the beginning weird. of the movie, 
randomly in the middle of the movie and then randomly at the end of the movie. Yeah. And I just felt like it it could the movie could have done without it. Yeah. Yeah. It just I think so too. Especially in the end where actually Right. No, no, yeah, especially in the end. Like what what was the last three words? Let's um, get naked. Or something yeah. like that. And I was like, how creepy. They literally could have ended it with um the um the scene where I think the the last scene is when Jennifer Garner and Ashton Kutcher's characters kiss, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think they could have left it there and then kind of faded out with today is a fairy tale. See, exactly. See, guys, then this, the this creepy is the guy mind of on. a writer, guys. Hire me. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Hire Belle. <laughs> Hit her but, up. Um, yeah, but yeah, I thought that's the first thing I picked up on the narrator, Romeo Midnight, which I think the movie could have done without to be. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Speaking of the cast, um, very quickly, mm-hmm. I don't know if you get this, but I feel I feel like when there's like an ensemble cast where we rec- like we know all the characters, mm-hmm. sometimes it kind of ruins the movie. I don't. It, it kind of. It's kind of like sh- it's too much it's too much i don't know if i'm making any and then sense. we know the actors or we know the characters yeah like it's like i don't know it's like robert de niro's in this movie and hathaway's in yeah. this movie um julia roberts is in this movie sandra bullock's in this movie it just i feel like it's overdoing it but i feel like this somehow has a really nice mm-hmm. feel to it because i recognized all the couples exactly well, most, most of, the of them yeah yeah, but it wasn't too in your face. It wasn't like, oh, they were trying too hard. Yeah, exactly. Kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. That's the thing. And yeah. like, I mean, I think it's also like the fact that they've done like this kind of ensemble one is strictly also coming from a marketing point of view. Like, you know, you're going to get so many people to watch it right. because at least mm. one person like that they love is in that movie. Um, yeah. And... Like even even like George Lopez, who at the time was like, I think still is is like one of like the fame like you know the famous like Latina uh Latino like actors, and so like mm. I'm sure a lot of people got, like just went and watched the movie just to see his like five minute part, and like same with like, and I know everyone probably is like okay she's talking about Taylor Swift again, but like honestly one of the things I think she's hired. <laughs> in this movie is because people would go like they know that she has so many fans that that would just come and watch the movie yeah 100% um 100% and and th- that's so true as well because like ov- like obviously like it's too good to like not go and watch like you still want to i don't know it's kind of like you have you want to indulge in this like movie that someone is basically selling you with like your yeah, favorite exactly actors and actresses, yeah, right, 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 exactly, but yeah, yeah, and it, I mean, yeah, as you said, marketing helps their sales. Mm-hmm. Can't go like wrong. the budget was like fifty million, and, and they made, mm-hmm. I think, they made like two hundred million or something, two hundred fifteen or something. Oh wow, which is crazy. Like given the fact that it has so yeah. many but like negative reviews and mm-hmm. like whatever. Well, yeah. okay, so. <laughs> Um, if you didn't know, this is actually a um, romantic comedy, and I think I think 
so with the romance aspect sometimes there's that serious element and then you have the comic relief and we see that in uh, Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift's characters who play the high school students in love and um, they're basically all over each other Mm -hmm. and um, they're there for comic relief so I felt like that was a nice touch to the script to balance out the romance and then you've also got Anne Hathaway who um, is the what's her role? Oh, she's um, um her, the the side job that she, that she does. Oh, I'm didn't he call her like a the okay right, the the like right like word the actual term apparently he calls her like an adult phone entertainer or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, that's what she refers to it as as well. So yeah, so she's an adult. Okay, well, actually, on Google, on I'm Google, I'm sure you can use your imagination opera, and guess what that involves. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, spelled it out for you guys. No need to use your imagination. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I love that those characters were there to kind of balance mm-hmm. out the, um, the seriousness that sometimes comes with romance movies because some sometimes romance movies can be purely intense and um mm-hmm. very captivating and like really um what's the word you can get very engrossed in it yeah and I, i'd like to like add on to that i this, think also like um, um gary marshall always well. has the same set of like side characters as well um so uh i'm not sure if many people i'm trying to get her name mm. um but basically, uh, the who, you know, the lady who plays the secretary aide in um, Princess Diaries, like the assistant um, to the so the the la- the the oh, woman that works remember. in the flower I shop. I haven't seen Princess Diaries with, in so um, long. Probably uh, with Ashton Kutcher. Over 10 yeah. Years ago. Is it Heather? Is it Heather? Is that, Ashton Kutcher? Is that her name, yeah. Heather? Okay, okay. Yes, I believe, yes. I'm just going to Google it, guys. Yes. I don't think that's yeah. her. I think that's her name. Else. Um, let me just quickly Google this. But yeah, I agree because there's... The man mm-hmm. in Valentine's Day that plays the granddad um, with the older couple's relationship. Yeah. He, he's in so many movies with Julia Roberts. Like, a lot he's of He's in Mother's I've Day. He's her. in News Eve as well, I think. And I think he's in Mother's yeah. Day, which I don't know if you've seen that, Fee. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh. he's, he's in New Year's Eve as well. Um, he's in Pretty Woman. He's oh gosh, I mean there are so many. He's a pretty he's oh, okay. a pretty woman. He plays the I man have not in the hotel, like the manager ages, so. or something. I don't know what his role. Yeah, but he's yeah yeah. It's um yeah. So he he seems to play a lot of um. He seems to. Be in the okay, okay. So, I found I found they the must lady. have some like 
some kind yeah. of really good and, and also the guy who and works um obviously uh a good relationship what's with his name he's like he's he used to be on disney channels so or this is how i know La- uh larry miller who is the guy that's like on the oversized baggage thing when like he runs to the airport yeah um Oh my gosh! He's in yes. everything. He's in. So yes, he's in he, ten things I hate about oh you. Oh gosh, what's as, he in? He's, he's a in dad. In ten things kid. I hate about you. He's um, in my wife and kids. He's a dad. It, yeah, and then he's. He um, is the dad, and he makes her wear um, the pregnant the pregnancy. <laughs> oh, I'm why am I blanking on the name? Oh my god, I'm blanking on the name now. Um. Oh my god, who does he play in um Oh, he's in Princess Diaries. He's the hairdresser in Princess Diaries. Like he's in a lot of Gary Marshall movies. He's in New Year's Eve as well. And I think he must he probably is in um Pretty Woman too. Oh. Um But the okay, so the the lady who I'm talking about is Kathleen Marshall. And she obviously mm. she is um of their she's Gary Marshall's daughter. And they like she always has kind of like yeah. a reoccurring act, like character in every movie as well. Um, so I love that like like you can always kind of um, like he always includes that, and even the side characters are like keep up the comedy, like the co- comedy aspect more than I think the main characters do. Um, and. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, actually. And now we are moving on to the critical response. So... I mean... <laughs> go ahead. You you can begin. It's not really critical from what I've found, kind of found. Mm. They're just kind of, I don't know, reviews, I would say. But yeah. I mean, it was... I mean, people seem to be very kind of um, non... The reviews I read seem to have a very nonchalant, nonchalant, not yeah, nonchalant attitude towards it. I hope I said that mm-hmm. right. <laughs> but um, everyone no, seems yeah. everyone seems to kind of be like, eh, it was okay. Like literally, there's this yeah. review that says, um, it's neither here nor there, and it's like, what does that mean? <laughs> did you like it or did you not? <laughs> and someone says. It's it's not romantic or remotely um, comedic, so they didn't is like this, it. Is this? Are you reading like not like actual? Yeah, like film critics. Yeah, this oh is my God. this is someone from the New York Times. But yeah. I think okay, so I feel like, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but mm. rom coms are usually, and obviously we're we're kind of doing this podcast to kind of take the piss as well. But rom-coms mm. are usually supposed to be lighthearted. They're supposed to be cheesy. Unless they're nominated for the Oscar, I really don't expect a lot from rom-coms. Um, unless it's like the star, like a star is born, I really don't expect from like right. the rom-com that I'm watching to win a Golden Globe. Like, of course, if there is a movie like that, that, I mean, the discussion, the fact that Oscars like don't, consider rom-coms as actual movies when like there's been movies like call me by your name all of those anyways that's another discussion yeah. point um but like what i'm trying to say is like movies like this where like you know what you're in for like the cheese factor and like 
like especially movies like by Gary Marshall like they're not supposed to be taken as like great cinematic experiences like Pretty Woman was like Mm. again massively iconic because Mm. it was um yeah it was it was just like it was kind of the breakthrough romantic comedy and you know it kind of hit the right notes but if you have watched the trailer for for a movie like Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve. You know what you're in for. You you know you're only there mm-hmm. because like it's a you're there because of the star-studded cast. That's primarily the reason why people watch some of these movies. Um and be like you you either like love the the storyline whatever, but like the majority of this of why you're probably going to go and watch that movie is to take your mind off of like off of things and like watch something relight, watch something funny. And I love to watch this movie specifically for that. Like when I'm sad or like when I'm, you know, when you've got too many things and you can't think about certain things, AKA what we're going through right now in life. Like this is a perfect movie to go and watch. Cause it's just going to give that escape. Like I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting to like, you know, be, like for it to change my life I'm expecting to go in like for a really cheesy but like a feel-good movie and that's exactly what it is and like if you go in with that expectation you will love this movie if you don't of course it's gonna be like oh yeah like it does what it does it is supposed to it's Valentine's Day Valentine's Day is cheesy on its own like hello (laughs) um but yeah I think I, I really don't understand why people do that like people shit on movies like this because sometimes it's really good to watch a bad movie like sometimes bad movies like I don't know there's some kind of comfort like your brain just can't be on 24 7 do you know what I mean um and it's just you can't expect it to as well like you can't just we're doing this because we love movies and we love criticizing movies but like you can't go through watching every movie doing that just like tearing directors exactly apart. exactly and like which is like what this we don't like tearing them we like to analyze we like movies, to analyze guys. movies analyze. and we like to question why why they're like right. what they are but like at the end of the day i still if valentine's day is on tv i'm still gonna watch it and i'm gonna cry if i'm a bit hormonal like it's fine <laughs> I don't, this is not like, it's not too serious. And I think, and yeah, and I, and I really don't understand why people took this movie so seriously. Like it was supposed to win an Oscar and like it was supposed, they were like in for like a great cinematic experience when like, truth be told, they probably have watched like other stupid movies, which I don't think, I don't, I'm not going to name. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you think the same or I don't know. Like, I that's my thought towards it. I'm just like you. You know what you're in for. It's a cheese fest. That's exactly why you've watched the yeah. movie. The thing is, see, some of the critics like these are like the actual like critics from like the independent and things like that, like um the Metro and like real um professional critics, and mm. a lot of the reviews basically say the same thing you're saying but they see it as a negative thing so from what i've Mm. read they seem to think that oh it's too like you're saying that oh you know what you're in for but they're basically saying oh it's so predictable it's cliche um it's 
not really thought out. It's stuffed. Someone said it's stuffed with all these stars and doesn't do it any justice. So they seem to kind of see the whole predictability as a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, a rom-com, you know there's going to be... Typically, there's like... But you, yeah, exactly. And, like, you know... Mm. that th That's what really annoys me. Like, sorry, I know you were going to say something. I'm just no, going to, go like, again, enforce it in. But, like, you've watched the trailer. This has been your decision to go and watch this movie filled with stars and, like, mm -hmm. A-list celebrities. That's why you're going in to watch the movie. You're not going in to watch the movie. Like... I'm I'm so like um what's the word like I'm so I'm gonna use befuddled because that's the word I can think of but like it confuses me why they think that they're gonna expect something so meaningful when literally that's what it's advertised on the trailer like you know it's gonna be a cheese fest you know you're going in there to watch these like celebrities like fall in love it's supposed to do that it's that's what it's supposed to achieve is like yeah this element of fantasy like when else what other movie are you literally gonna see julia roberts and bradley cooper sit on a fucking plane like that doesn't happen people in serious <laughs> movies and like when else are you gonna see like anne hathaway and like yeah anne hathaway julia roberts julia garner jessica alba ashton kutcher bradley cooper eric you know all of these people in one movie I'm sorry, the paychecks are too big. Like, you can't, it just isn't. It's just like this movie is supposed to be like an element of fun. You're supposed, that it's like supposed to make you feel good. It's an, it's kind of supposed to be fantasy. Um, I, I just don't understand why the New Yorker and like, you know, like reviewers like that are taking it so seriously. I think they should have judged it the way it was in terms of, is it what a romantic comedy succeeds as in like I mean I like to be honest yeah the writing is a bit at times weird but at the end of the day all stories are consistent and all stories have resolutions mm -hmm. the characters obviously are a bit floozy and like it's not they don't have it's not like strong characters whatever yeah, but at I the mean, end of the day a movie where you see a lot of the characters have a lot of depth because there are mm -hmm. so many different um, relationships that are portrayed so you can't really go too in depth with any of the characters a lot of it is very light-hearted a lot of it is very surface level relationships mm -hmm. and you don't see you don't really see much beyond the surface level mm -hmm. so yeah it's just a kind of light-hearted sweet movie you see this couple you see exactly couple, you see these couples kind of evolve how their relationships evolve yeah and it's the starting well it's not the starting but it's literally about what would happen on a valentine's day with these different couples and then the story ends and then hello bye like go and live your life <laughs> like yeah it's, it's really not what, that deep it focuses on one day whereas you've got on one day a lot of movies that focus on a span of days or a week yeah or months or years so you've got mm -hmm. to take that into account as well i feel it literally is called valentine's day not valentine's year or month or week <laughs> CC New York Times. <laughs> Someone else said it was flat. They thought the script was flat. Um, yeah, but cliche I, seems yeah. to be cliche seems to be a big a big thing that keep, um a, one of the words that keeps popping up. 
mm-hmm. and for a lot of the critics so from like the metro which and- is totally fair it is cliche and of course you know what's going to happen in the end of course yeah. you know they're going to all get together and yeah yeah but i think again it goes back to the factor of it's cliche and it's predictable because it has to be watchable for all audiences mm-hmm. he's not targeting mm-hmm. 18 to 31 year olds he's not targeting 45 to 60 year old you know it's not that he's targeting from literally like i think he's is the is the little kid in third grade i think second grade second grade to like something like 80 that. yeah 80 plus or like you know and it's it's it needs to have a story it needs to be easy enough to follow mm-hmm. through for a child or for someone in their mid-twenties or for someone in their like, mm. you know, whatever age or whatever you're going through. And it just is there to kind of be simple and literally just talk about and like show like what happens on this one day or whatever. I feel like I'm defending this movie a lot. <laughs> I, I'm not. <laughs> I promise. I just think like when even when I read the reviews, I was so shocked. I was like, why are people taking it so seriously? Because... When I watched this when I was little and I was like probably, I don't even want to tell you my age. Um, I think up for 2010, I must have been like 15 or 14 mm. when I first watched this. I thought I watched this with my sister and it's like, that's the thing. Like you're supposed to watch it with family. So it's supposed to be easy enough for me to follow it and for everyone else to follow. It. But yeah. Yeah. That is the, that is a hill that I would like to end on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, should we move on to the Amazon reviews? Yes. We found some um, interesting, found um, some reviews that were quite interesting and we're going to go into that. By interesting, we mean words of golden. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think, um, okay, so like what we were saying, Mike from the United Kingdom gave it one star. The worst, the most boring, the most stupid romantic movie that we've watched. And then he just goes on to say, not worth even describing the stupid, shallow, empty storyline. They've tried to improve the extremely poor screenwriting by shoving a whole lot of superstars. No. Was Mike dumb? Because he wrote this on 14th of February, 2019. (laughs) (laughs) I think that... I think that's way too harsh. I think that's too harsh. Way too harsh. I think Mike needs a hug. Yeah, definitely. Mike, he, I, think I think he needs he's... the Teddy from the movie. I think he needs the Teddy. Uh, okay. Um, Lorna A gives it four stars, but just says, a lot going on. Thanks, Lorna. <laughs> you don't say, Lorna. <laughs> Um. yeah she just said there are loads of celebs in this good ones too and that is at the same time it's strength and weakness personally I enjoyed it a nice way to spend the evening possibly a chick flick though Lorna we don't call it chick flicks anymore okay that's kind of derogative girl is that a recent <laughs> is that in um, the recent no it's 2011 rec- so she can call it yeah yeah um <laughs> Westside Rob. <laughs> oh gosh, what, what a good Westside name. Website Rob gives it five stars, but says it does what it says on the box. Well, I guess for him that was a good <laughs> what thing. What does it say on the box? 
<laughs> Where is this book? West Help Side Rob. This <laughs> he's in the United Kingdom. Does it mean he's West Side of the United Kingdom? Oh gosh, I'm not going to try and find him. <laughs> I'm not going to try and find Rob. He says big star cast with lots of intertwined storylines going on, with a lovely little twist at the end. A proper feel-good movie that ticks. He's done that with two T's. That ticks three oh, T's. he really off. liked it. He really loved um, it then. Ticks all the right boxes for Valentine's Day or indeed any time you want to get loved up. Oh, okay. Creepy face. <laughs> no. John from the UK okay. well. gave it five stars but said it was okay. Why are you giving it five stars, John? <laughs> also he says did what it's supposed to what is it with these people like it's the same tagline what it's not like I don't understand uh, okay um, oh my goodness I'm having way too much fun I'm having way too much fun on this. Did what it says on the tin. It's not a toy. Like, what? Did what it's supposed to. Um... <laughs> like, not all happy meal. Like, toy. I'm alright. <laughs> Honestly. Um... <laughs> Tracy has a problem with the Prime subscriptions. Um, and says you have to pay for f- <laughs> give it five stars but she also oh. said you have to pay for films on top of your Prime subscription love the film but begrudged paying for it on top of my Prime subscription especially as the film is about nine years old okay Stephen harmless rom-com an American gave it three stars an American attempts to match love actually without appreciating the magical combinations that make a masterpiece Harmless entertainment for a quiet night in. Okay. Somebody really hurt Stephen. Oh, Are you all right, Stephen? Do you want a hug? <laughs> I won't give it to you, but it's just. <laughs> um, someone named Shaw just said puerile with one star, calling it dreadful. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. This is really funny. I mean, I find it funny. I don't know if it will be Go ahead. Um, uh, it's just called Angel. Um, five stars. Great film. I enjoyed this film. It's got romance, thrilling, and it's never better. And it's never better. Valentine's Day is a film that will make you watch every Valentine's Day. What? Oh my god, I'm trying to read this again. Hang on, sorry. Okay. Well, I this is like a code. I enjoyed this film. Films. It's got romance, <laughs> thrilling. And it's never better Valentine's Day is a film that will make you watch every Valentine's Day. On this Valentine's Day, there is separation, cheating, romance and friendship proposal oh and loneliness. Of oh, a film that will make you feel like in real life. <laughs> oh, Angel. Oh, my goodness. Huh, and okay. are you okay? Right. Take a shot every time you hear Valentine's Day. 
We should have a game. Every time someone hears Valentine's Day, they should shake a shot. Oh, goodness. You should have done that, Belle. Well, I'm going to have water. If <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I think right. that's it. There so, are a lot of... Angel loved it, apparently. Yeah. Well done, Angel. Angel loved it. Angel. Just call me Angel of the Moon. <laughs> angel. That wasn't the Angel. I had a different Angel song in mind, actually. Oh, which one? You know the song. I think it's in. Um, I think it's in. Oh, the movie uh, Back to the Future. Um, Earth Angel. Earth Angel. Earth Angel. I haven't watched Back to the Future. Okay, well. I know, I need to watch it. Everyone tells me I need to watch it. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Robin... uh, Robin? I thought you were talking about Robbie Williams. Oh, what's that? I sit and wait. There's an angel. Complicate my... And how does it look? And do they know... I'm loving angels and Oh, yeah, 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 I do know this song. And through it all. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. She offers me protection. A lot of love and affection. Oh, gosh, here we go. <laughs> Get your lighters out, guys. Start waving. Start waving. Go on. Start waving. Okay, here we go. That's it. That, that, those are all the Amazon reviews that I found. A lot of people are reviewing in French and Japanese, and I'm just not going to go through the effort of translating. No, yeah. I think we can leave it there. Although it does just say translate. I think Angel I think rounded so. it up very nicely. <laughs> A bit of comic relief there. This is what Belle does. She shoots me down. She shoots my dreams down. I'm joking. I'm joking. I I'm do joking. not do she that. I do not do that. Okay, so do we want to move to... I mean, there are female relationships. I think the only female relationships that I can think of is um, obviously the mother. But it's not very centric on female relationships. Oh, um, yeah. Except for the obviously best friends. At the end in the party when they basically destroy the heart pinata, which is like such a mood. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I feel like Yeah. I was gonna touch on that. Like the sisterhood between Jennifer Jennifer Garner's character yeah. and Jessica Beale's character. And um they basically play good friends who um by the end they're not really happy about how Valentine's Day I feel Day's like gone. Belle is the one that yeah. is sitting down in this situation and I'm the one that just comes in with the bat and destroys the pinata. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, okay. So, were there any relationships that you found were unhealthy? Yes. Oh, well, yes. Um... Der- uh, I was going to say Derek Shepard because he plays Derek Shepard in Grey's Anatomy. But Patrick Dempsey... Oh, of course, um, yeah. Patrick, Patrick Dempsey uh, features briefly in the movie. And literally, it's like... I'm sure it's like less than, a ten, le- less than 10 minutes. 
And um, yeah. he's actually a doctor and he's dating Jennifer Garner's character. So um, very quickly, mm. I'll just go through their relationship. So somewhere in the beginning, they're dating and then he flies back home. She decides to surprise him mm-hmm. for Valentine's Day and discovers that he's married. So decides to crash his Valentine's Day um, his Valentine's Day dinner with his wife. And mm-hmm. by the end, we mm-hmm. see that he's left alone. His wife's obviously... He's eating pizza in a bed. Yeah, his wife knows what's been going on. She mm-hmm. discovers it and then he's kind of on his own on Valentine's Day or mm-hmm. Valentine's evening, rather. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was an unhealthy relationship between Patrick Dempsey's character and I can't remember his name in the movie. Um, his character and Jennifer Garner's character. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that, of course. Yeah. I mean, cheating is never good. <laughs> and I think um, also, subtext. I guess, um, I guess Ashton Kutcher's relationship with um, Jessica Alba, Jessica Alba's character. Yeah, yeah. I because was going to say that one, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're both clearly on two different pages. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that all his friends can see that she's not really the right person for him. But yeah. he can't see that. So you've got this man that's, you know, deeply in love with this woman, proposes. She, um, this movie actually opens with him proposing to her. Mm-hmm. So he proposes and then somewhere in the middle, she decides that um, marriage isn't really what she wants at, in mm-hmm. that particular stage of her life. So I thought that was um, unhealthy. I don't know if I would say unhealthy, maybe unhealthy. I'm a bit borderline yeah. on it. But I would say that it's problematic that they were on two different pages and they want two different things and that wasn't realised earlier in their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would say that a couple as well, to be fair. Um, mm. Well, firstly, because I... I don't know why I kind of forgot that the in the... Like, I always thought that in the movie she, like, cheats on him. But for some reason, I think I'm talking about another movie when I'm thinking about that. But mm. um, yeah, I, I do think like it is kind of unhealthy because like to the point where your friends are getting involved when you're like, when you practically are engaged to the person or like proposed mm-hmm. and whatever. And they're like telling you or they're low key kind of giving this vibe of it's not probably good for you. Um you know, are you sure? Like, did you, did she actually say yes? Like, like how everyone was looking at him. So like, surely I'm sure there are, yeah, I'm sure there are components that make that relationship that like that weird and unhealthy to the level that like Mm, the friends are so concerned. Um, So I think, yeah, theirs was definitely one of the ones that was, that stood out to me as unhealthy. And of course, like that, um, the Patrick Dempsey storyline. Like, I literally, I hate him because of like, and I know Belle knows this, but like, so I watched this movie before I've ever watched Grey's Anatomy, and I just came into Grey's Anatomy being like, he's a cheater, and like, I don't know, it was just weird, and um, I don't know, yeah, I feel like he plays that role very well. I was um, literally, literally, just to echo what you just said, literally, <laughs> I was going to say that he plays the arrogant role so well, so yeah. well. Like, yeah, he does a really good job with that. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I think that's about it. I don't think there are any unhealthy 
I mean, Esther and is it Estelle or is it Estelle? Esther? Yeah, the older couple, Edgar and yeah, Estelle. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of unhealthy, but then again, yeah. like she's like had a secret for all mm-hmm. these years, and um, some at some point in their relationship, she cheated on him, and yeah. she's only telling him now, like years, years and years later. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's I guess obviously he's like completely unaware of what's happened so mm-hmm. thinks that their relationship is like a fairy tale whereas yeah. we see her um having this big secret that she's been keeping for years and finally they're about to renew their vows and she can't keep it anymore so I yeah th- I think it's it's I, in my opinion anyway I'd say it's less it's I guess because so much time has passed mm-hmm. and it's not currently affecting their relationship like right now like she didn't just cheat yeah. so i don't know yeah that it is unhealthy but yeah i mean yeah she it is because she's been keeping the secret for years so yeah i th- i think yeah again i would agree on that is just the long longevity of of keeping mm-hmm. that secret and then mm-hmm. you know telling telling your partner i think of course i mean that is an unhealthy trait of lying yeah and having yeah. an affair um but yeah um do you also think it's kind of like jessica beale's character is don't you think that's kind of an unhealthy trait like that self-destructive thing of like i hate valentine's day like like i i used to think i was like that but i'm i'm Mm. like mm, not in the way that you know kind of Again, I do think, of course, it it is exaggerated to make a point, and of course, it's mm-hmm. we're taking it too seriously. But it is like a rom com; it's supposed to be kind of funny, and she's supposed to be this character that we laugh at, and like we also agree with her. Like men do suck at times. <laughs> like I agree with her full on. Um, but I also think that, like, I think a character like that also kind of gives false, like. Um, representation or like mm-hmm. depiction of women that are lonely on Valentine's Day um, or that it's considered I mean maybe it's like I don't know if it's a cultural thing or maybe it's like different in America in comparison to here but like mm-hmm. say if you're alone on Valentine's Day that means you need to go with your girlfriends and like have this day to purge I'm not saying that obviously we still think like this because we don't we don't think like this but of course, if you had a movie that came out in 2010 with a character that was like that, you, um, you know, that just kind of creates a stereotype or like that just mm-hmm. kind of creates that, um, that kind of token character, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if, if you found anything interesting on that. Yeah, I think she was like that character that was supposed to be, I, I think her and Jamie Foxx were mm-hmm. supposed to be the characters that were supposed to be cynics and they don't believe in Valentine's Day. They don't think it's um, worth much thought. Mm-hmm. And they're almost anti-Valentine Day, like, people. Yeah. yeah. But I... and I, Okay, also saying saying this and, and, and creating this discussion, I also have to put in there and be like... If they, if we, they didn't have characters like that, the movie wouldn't have succeeded in the way it did. And I think you needed to have a character like Jamie Foxx and like Jessica Beale 
um, because you know, like there are people, like there are naysayers, like you know that, like, mm-hmm. and I partly believe in that. It's like Valentine's Day doesn't mean anything. You know, you shouldn't have this one magical day where you like fix your relationship or like become the person that you want to be like you know you become or marry the person that you want to marry um do all of this like extravagant thing on one day i think obviously it's wrong and you know you should be treated like that every single day of your relationship exactly yeah um but yeah with that being said i do think obviously like you needed characters like that to to have this movie made and for this movie to to have a balance basically Mm, yeah yeah that's a good okay and our last point would be how are men portrayed um how are men portrayed Mm -hmm. i found it interesting that generally i find that um movies tend to portray the men as like the Mm -hmm. cheats and the liars and things like that but i think with this movie what was different with it is we saw the older woman being Mm -hmm. the one that had cheated on her husband so i thought that was an interesting way to kind of shift perspective and show that you know both Mm, people can be wrong you know it's not it's not always men it's sometimes women so we we saw the man the older man this time being in the vulnerable position and being the one that's been lied to and cheated to and of course we've also got the other characters with Jennifer Garner and Patrick Dempsey's characters where it's him that's done the cheating so there was that um there was you know seeing it from that male perspective Mm -hmm. and a female perspective and seeing how you know the older man had been wronged by his wife and she had kept the secret for years and it's not always like men you know like it's not portraying men as like this idea that people have of men Mm -hmm. are this and men are that so yeah it was yeah i thought it was interesting yeah i think and also like um i think it was one of the few movies that um like in that time i think like valentine's day like was Mm. i think 2010 and i think movies before then it was always about like the man like not being good enough or like um the man always needing to change or somehow um, be, like, chased after or whatever. I mean, I'm not entirely accurate. I mean, obviously, there are other movies that don't revolve around that. Um, But also, like, in this movie, you have characters like Jessica Alba's character, who, like, is so... it's You know, she wants to be conventional in the beginning, but then she's like, oh, like, what are people in my office Mm going to think about this? Like is such this like cap like career savvy woman um and right and like i don't know i don't think i saw that kind of i mean maybe like sweet home alabama i don't know if that was that's a also weird patrick, example. patrick dempsey but anyways i'm fyi it, it does? does he's her fiance i've watched the starting of C- yeah. oh yes 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 yes, yes, yeah. yes. i've watched yeah. the starting of it i've not finished it um, but yeah, like you have, you have Jessica Alba's character, you have, um, uh, you know, you have like Ashton Kutcher's character who like really wants to kind of settle down and like be married and like, um, be mm. with the person that he loves. Like he's not that, you know, that typical like bachelor type that like was depicted before in movies. 
Um, so it is kind of like in this in that way, it's very refreshing to see this movie tackle yeah. those issues. And seeing it um, from the men's point of view. But yeah. other than, yeah. The men are, well, except for Patrick Dempsey. The men are sane yeah. and the men are sensitive yeah. and the men are yeah. reasonable yeah. in this movie. I mean, except for like that one um, point in um, Anne Hathaway and Topher Grace's relationship where he's like, I can't <gasps> afford you oh! or something. Like, you know, and she's like, when he Yeah, said do you remember that? that oh bit? my goodness. Um. When he says that, I just want to be like, You asshole, sex work is still work. You know what I mean? Like, just shut the. Again, it was a different time whatever yeah when he said um, that but that yeah like was, the men are that was just completely out of order like you want to pay my 100k student debt come on um yeah so I, I i yeah the men are reasonable and the men are sane and yeah. sensitive in this movie um i'm trying to think if there are examples that they're not no i i, I, I can't think of any I can't think of... Uh, mm. No. I think, yeah. I think they're, like, well-constructed, mm. except for, obviously, Andrew mm. Dempsey's character. And, obviously, like, the fluidity of, like, men's sexuality as well. We don't know till the end, like, what... Um, that... Uh, what's... Eric... Eric Dane, yeah. Eric, Eric Dane's character. Who plays Mark Sloan in Grey's Anatomy, guys? Go watch Grey's Anatomy. And it features Patrick Dempsey. Fee doesn't like him, but honestly, it's an amazing show, guys. Go watch it. You'll thank me. Um, I've watched up till season six, but I can't watch it anymore because I'm a hypochondriac. And I will just freak out over every, any illness anyone has on that. I'll be like, <laughs> yep, got it. Like that time that Belle knows it and I've told her. <laughs> I feel I feel like people were yeah, there like, like Oh gosh, was the headache really a brain tumor? <laughs> so guys, don't get Do you know what I mean? Away. I'm like I, I'm scared of like getting too much too many hiccups now as well because I obviously we watched it on Grey's Anatomy. And, it's literally someone dies know. from her, some heaven. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah. Exactly. So I, you could, uh, I don't know. I mean, I loved Grey's Anatomy, but also, uh, it, it is an emotional rollercoaster. But I will start watching How to Get Away with Murder. Oh gosh, wow. Okay, now that we're talking about Shonda Rhimes, who, if you don't know, guys, Shonda Rhimes wrote, or cut, writes, under a rock. Um, Grey's Anatomy, and she also wrote um, How to Get Away with Murder, and Bridgerton, which I have watched it is I liked it we move on swiftly we move on swiftly like mm. Taylor Swift <laughs> oh gosh um, I think that's all we had to discuss yeah. um, I'm gonna round it up by my notes <laughs> because I have a few notes that I'm just gonna finish us off on um Okay, the first one is my favorite. One of my favorite points is like when um, Kathy Bates, who's like the producer, asks Jamie Foxx, um, and she's like, you know, she's convincing him to take on this project of going and finding about Valentine's Day. And she's like, "How does Valentine's Day make you feel?" 
And Jamie Foxx was just there like, it gives me acid reflux. And I'm like, that's so true. <laughs> like, so funny and so true. Um, my next point is, lol, semi-grazed reunion in reference to Eric Dane yes. and um, Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey. Um, Taylor effing Swift. Someone give her the Oscar. <laughs> Hashtag bye Felicia. <laughs> By the way, guys, her name's Felicia in the movie. Her name's Felicia bye. Miller. Bye Felicia. Yeah. I used to get called Felicia at work once. Like, this one girl used to be like, bye Felicia. Because my... Obviously, because of my name. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I see. I um, see. Okay. <laughs> um, sex work is still work. Hashtag Anne Hathaway. Isn't the teacher Valentine thing kind of in- inappropriate? I feel like now it would be kind of inappropriate. Yeah. I think just because of, like, safeguarding and a lot of issues that have, like, come yeah. up in recent years, it would be looked at very strangely like i feel like com- if it, w- like watching it back in 2010 2011 mm. it wouldn't be problematic at all but i think when you kind of fast forward to 2021 it's like oh it's like yeah it's cute but then obviously you think of like safeguarding and mm. like other issues yeah but even like Okay, so I try and think about when I was this guy's age. I don't maybe maybe it's just an American thing because like I don't think I could have ever gave my teacher like a Valentine's card and like she'd be okay Imagine with it. Imagine that! Oh my god! And goodness. like a flower. He'd be like, "Go do your mess." She'd complain and, and she probably I'd be suspended or something or I'd be called into the principal's office. Um, oh gosh! Yeah. No, but imagine like you gave. I, like a male teacher, like a Valentine's card. I feel like it would have to report that. I that'd be so weird. That would be yeah. Also, I had really strange. creepy male teachers. I don't know about you, but like, I had nice male teachers in secondary school. Not secondary, like when you are this guy's age, probably second, third oh, grade. Oh, so that's like sec- primary, um, yeah, second grade, third. Hmm. You, I would not. That is orcs. Like, hi. Yeah, I would. I, I would have never given like a Valentine. No. No, I'd be <laughs> mortified. That. I would have yeah, been no, mortified. I mean, maybe it's like a cultural thing in America. Maybe. And the last thing is, um, reference to Pretty Woman in the end. I don't know if a lot of people caught this, um, but Julia Roberts is in like in like a limo. And the driver's like, hey, ma'am, have you ever shopped on Rodeo Drive? <laughs> I love that. And she's like, yeah, once. And then she's like, <laughs> big mistake, huge. <laughs> if you don't know, that is for Pretty Woman. I don't know if yeah. that's directly, that, those are the lines. Okay. But yeah. Okay, I think we're going to edit. Um... Before we end this, we're just going to end on who our favourite couple was uh, and what we would rate this movie out of... Was it out of five or was it out of ten? I think it was out of five. Belle, would you like to do the honours and go first? 
Okay, so my favorite couple would have to be... Hmm. Who's my favorite couple? I, I'd say the old couple, the older couple, because I like the scene at, um, when they come together again. So he just... When he once he discovers that his wife cheated cheated on him years ago, um, he mm-hmm. they kind of you know have like a, an argument and he ends up doing the routine thing that they normally do on Valentine's Day, which is like going. So she's supposed to be a former actress, so they go and watch this like older movie that she's been in. Shirley MacLaine. Yeah. yeah, and it's actual, yeah. And it's kind of like an outdoor cinema vibe in a cemetery. So that's what they that's like their thing that they do on Valentine's Day. So he's there and then you see her come. She's coming to apologize and you've got everyone seated on the grass and she's like walking through the crowds of people mm-hmm. and she's like shouting his name in like because... a fabulous white red dress or something yeah yeah exactly and she's shouting his name she knows that that he's going to be there so she's shouting his name and then he's like where are you i can hear you where are you and then they come together and they're literally right in front of the screen and then they kiss and it's really sweet it's a really cute ending to it is i like i like them as well actually to their love story yeah and for you who would you say was your favorite Hmm. I would probably say it was. Um, oh, I kind of liked like the whole Bradley Cooper and Eric Dane thing as well, though. Um, okay, I actually loved obviously Jennifer Garner and Ashton Kutcher's. Mm-hmm. I think obviously theirs was like the main one, and um, I love how it like all like. Um, kind of unfolded but also I love how like he was there for her and like how she got back at like Patrick then seeing that restaurant scene and she's like the lion stinking pig um, so I loved that one that relationship but also I have to also say I love Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner because they were the funniest ones and I loved her <laughs> that that bit of her just dancing and she's like five four seven <laughs> And then she's like, you did it. You did it. Just walk it off, baby. Just walk it off. And it's just so cringy, but funny. Um, Fun fact, Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift were dating during that movie. Were they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know Um, this. Apparently, she also wrote a song about him. Oh, Um, okay. Do we know it? Or did it, was it never, did it never really come out? No, no, it's... uh, uh, allegedly, it's called Black. It back to December. It's a really pretty okay. song, and um, it's really lovely. But yeah, I loved those two couples. Um, what would you give it out of five? Five. Okay, too much. Okay, edit. So I would rate this out of. Three, you know what? I'd give it a three and a half out of five. Wow, that's three good. That's generous. Yeah. Um, hi. As we all know, we started this podcast. I said this was one of my favorite movies. I'm going to give it a four out of five because you know what? I expected the cheese. I expected the star-studded cast. And I love, I love Gary Marshall. And I've loved all his movies growing up. And R.I.P. So yeah. 
okay so on that note we will be rounding up today's episode as the credits happy valentine's day <laughs> happy valentine's day everyone and whatever you're doing today i hope you're enjoying yourself you're making the most of it given the circumstances and i hope that you have a lovely rest of the day yeah and next week we will be back next week we will be back with you and we will be so we will be looking at ps i love you next week and that is yeah that is a tearjerker it features hillary spank and gerard butler and it was actually on at christmas and it's actually got kathy bates as well as her mom but um yes it does But yeah, anyway, guys, we will be rounding up now. And thank you so much for tuning in again. Um, We hope you come back next week to hear what we have to say and watch the movie. You can join in with us in the comments. Um, Let us know if you have any recommendations. And yeah, we'll be leaving uh, it there. Yeah, let us know about how you felt about the episode. If we're droning on, if we're not diving in let us know um about all your favorite rom-coms and let let us know which ones you would like us to uncover hopefully again as i said it before we probably do have them on our list but i would love to add new ones and i keep seeing like new ones as well but um yeah happy valentine's day hopefully this will go up around valentine's day so I hope you spend it with your loved ones. It doesn't have to be someone romantic. It can just be your fam, your mum, your dog, your cat, anyone. Who are you spending oh, wow. day with? Oh, I mean, it's COVID. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hang on. Yeah, don't spend it with anyone. If if you're in the UK, you no, no, no. We aren't. Unless you're self-isolating with the person. Boris said, Do you know what you can home. get me for Valentine's Day? You can wash your hands, socially distance. Um, don't be stupid and go around people's houses because it's Valentine's Day, okay? No, your life is more costly than Valentine's Day. So please, 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 please stay safe. Wash your hands, wear your mask. Um, and also share our podcast on... Um, you know, with your friends or on different platforms. And obviously, as usual, our socials are below in the link, in the description, in the link. Uh, they're below on in the description um, to give us a follow. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>